All right, welcome everybody. This is uh, episode 55 of the Apex Vaulting Podcast. So crazy. Um, it's funny, our guests were about to start and, and they're like, wow, 55 episodes. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, just a reminder, you know, you guys can find us on Instagram, The Real Apex Vaulting, on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. It's Apex Vaulting. I also just did my first LinkedIn post, so you can find, find me on LinkedIn too. Um, and, you know, obviously we have the Apex Vaulting store if you're looking for any Apex Vaulting gear or even the online coaching stuff, definitely hit us up. Um, so I want to introduce my guests. Um, they're the Flagel Flyers, uh, Pobleton Club out of Minnesota. Um, I have Matt and Esther. Um, we bumped into each other th- this weekend at the Pole Vault Summit. It was so crazy. Um, tell us a little bit about your club. Tell us, like, you know, what brought you out to the summit? Like, uh, you know? Our club is... Well, hello everyone. First off, yeah. <laughs> Matt here. Uh, but yeah, our club is based out of Minnesota, and it's b- pretty much brand new. But we kind of seized an opportunity in Minnesota just because no clubs around our area really wanted to commit to doing competitions. Everybody is just looking for practices, mm-hmm. and we, my wife and I, decided that we were going to take on the challenge and basically be the club in Minnesota to actually compete. Bring everybody together in Minnesota, get them all in one direction, and just have fun with it. So when you say, like, there were not other clubs competing, what do you mean? Like, the coaches wouldn't go to competitions and stuff? Or you mean, like, hosting competitions? What do do you mean? So there's a lot of, yeah, they wouldn't go to competitions, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're talking, like, Junior Olympics, Mm -hmm. AAU, all those kind of meets that... All around, all every summer. Even the local meets, there's very few people that would attend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because I know even in my neck of the woods, uh, I'm kind of shocked. You know, there's a lot of pole vault clubs and and sometimes coaches are at meets, but a lot of times not. You know, Mm -hmm. and I get it from a coaching perspective. I think a lot of coaches kind of tend to think, well, you know, like people pay for practice time and, you know, but like now if I go to the meet, you know, like who's going to pay for me to go to the meet and stuff. And, and I get it. Like, and listen, I, if you charge for coaching at a meet and people are paying you, God bless you. Like keep doing what you're doing. I just, for me, I strongly feel this way at my club is like, I want to see my athletes succeed. And I never want to be put one in a situation where, let's say, you know, Matt, you pay me to coach at your meet, mm-hmm. but like Esther didn't pay. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, what do I do? Do I ignore Esther? Because like, she's going to feel kind of crappy. Like, dude, Bronco was at my meet. He didn't say anything. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if I do help her, you're going to be like, dude, what the hell? I paid for Bronco to be here. And now he's not, <laughs> he's like not focusing on me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, to- I totally get that. So I never kind of wanted to be in that kind of murky situation. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, as a club, we attend as many meets as possible. You know, obviously there's sometimes cases here and there, where, mm-hmm. you know, there might be three or four meets on a certain day. We can't make it, but I try to at least get the kids polls and stuff like that. But I think that's huge. I think as a coach, I, I don't know. I, I think you got to go to the meets. Like you, you got to try your best. You know. Absolutely. I mean, so many clubs that were around and still are. It's just like open pit. Come and jump. Have fun. Get a little bit of coaching. But what we're into is helping kids develop. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing. And you know, you got to have some kind of payoff. You right. can't just not do meets. Right. And train all the way through. So having that extra little like 
we're going to go to Junior Olympics. We're going to go to ADU meets. We're going to go to local meets. We're going to go travel. Right, right. And compete against more than just... Even, local. like, all the way out to Reno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it's huge because when I look at some other sports that do well, you know what I mean, like that that are, are huge sports, whether it's mixed martial arts, uh, CrossFit, powerlifting, there are events. Mm-hmm. People get to go compete at events. And I, I guess to kind of... Uh, you know, maybe switch gears a little bit, but like, that's what I love about the Reno pole vault summit. Mm -hmm. It's one of those rare meets for pole vault that whether you're in middle school, high school, college, post collegiate masters, no one's going to be like, uh, what is that guy doing here? You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like even for college meets, a lot of post-collegiates compete at college meets. And you literally could be like 23 years old. You just graduated college. And there's going to be a college kid be like, what's that old guy doing here? You know? And so it, this is such a great atmosphere. And when, when one, you can host things like this, but also go as a club and a community to meets, I think it helps. And and listen, that's your proving ground, right. right? You could talk all you want at practice what you did. You know, I love I love sometimes people telling me like, hey, I jumped this at practice. And then I look at meat results. Where then did- we really know where you're at. Exactly. You know? Well, that's the big difference, I think, because you, you can practice how you compete all you want. But when the bar goes up and you're in that setting, it's, it's still going to be a little different. Yeah. So the more meats you can get in, the better you're going to be at handling that pressure and holding your composure and vaulting the way you want to vault. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. also this mindset, at least where we are, because our, our context is three months, 12 weeks, 13 if you make it to the state meet. So it's okay. really small. Mm-hmm. So most people don't think of anything but high school season. Right. And we right. only have outdoor. We don't have indoor. Right. And we got to deal with the shitty weather, weather all year. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like I feel bad because I complain about New Jersey weather. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are in Minnesota. It's probably like there's probably still like, you know, the frozen snow. tundra out there to like uh, May, June. Right. Yeah. We've had snow in May. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, it's there. But, like I was saying, there, there's this mindset that, like, we only compete during the high school season. So opening up that idea to kids that you can compete January all the way through July. Yeah. Like, those are where all the meets are. And just opening that up and saying you have seven months instead of three mm-hmm. really makes a difference. Because then you, you're training a lot longer and you're right. able to see more mm-hmm. success. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, I mean, Matt's been coaching high school for, what, 12 years now? 12 years 12 now. years. And, like, he's developed a really good program, but he still has to rush through the season because it's so short. Right. So having just that those extra months, even if kids aren't there for the whole, like, outside of high school season season... Just having another month or two on either end, it's a huge difference. Well, yeah. And Way I, more reps. I, yeah. Well, yeah, you said it right there, the repetition, you know, and it's like, I, I, you know, again, I love technique. I think we could definitely all of a sudden just start talking about technique on this podcast <laughs> if we wanted to. Absolutely. And we all have our ideas of the ideal technical model. But the biggest thing, I don't care what technique you coach, you need those reps. Mm-hmm. No one's getting better by practicing uh, once every other week for four months you know what i mean like you're not gonna jump very high like that you need time to to develop i mean just imagine like okay so you guys are a new club Mm -hmm. i mean it's gonna take time to grow it as big as you'd like whatever's in your head you know i know even for me it was it was funny on on the bus ride back from the livestock arena I, i was talking to an athlete and i said you know i think about uh in 2007 
one of my high school athletes talked to the AD that mm. I was coaching, uh, the high school that I was coaching. It was like, oh, Bronco has a dream of having his own pole vaulting club with like his own like facility. And the AD went up to me. He's like, oh, like uh, that, that's what Michelle said, you know. And I was like, I was like laughing. I was like, oh, that's pie in the sky. Like, you yeah. know, that's, who knows, you know. And now, you know, but think about it. That was 2007. We're in, we're in 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, it took time to get there. But it's like same thing with someone's career, same thing with someone's PR. It's like you need time to for to see that grow. It's not going to happen overnight. I don't care how athletic somebody is, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know. What's the highest you guys have seen someone jump at a first practice ever? At a first seven practice? Seven feet? Yeah, maybe like <laughs> seven. Maybe. Yeah, for so not, we're not going to Olympic trials off a of set first practice, <laughs> no. right? No. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. So you need that repetition. Like you said, I think, I think it's great that you guys are seeing the importance of also having those competitions stretch out past the high school season because there's more than just the high school season. You know, Mm -hmm. there's more opportunity than that. One of the big things with Minnesota, too, is, like, nationally, we're not super competitive. So opening up the mind to be like, oh, like, we can do better and other people my age are doing better is huge. I I think we realized that in our first year when we – well, we've done this for a couple years. We're officially a club this last year. But the first year we went to JOs was like, oh, my, we have work to do. And I think yeah. that helps open up the eyes of the kids too that we took. Like right, we can right. we can jump higher. <laughs> yeah, and and I you know it's funny because even I remember my first year coaching. I coached at a high school where it was like the girls' school record was eight three, <laughs> and I was like talking to the girls. I'm like, dude, we got to get someone to jump ten. And and the girls were looking at me and they're like, uh, like, dude, that like other schools jump. <laughs> This is not the place, you know, I'm like, let's relax. But it is, it's funny. Like when it's never happened in an area, you really are like changing the mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you're like, Hey, I know everybody thinks this is good right now, but we can go much higher than that. You know, but we need the reps. We need Mm -hmm. the competition, you know? Um, go go ahead. I I would say the, the great part when you start opening up to a bigger season, at least what we've seen is having the competition side of it. It gets kids going to these national meets, mm-hmm. and then when they go back to the high school season, it feels like nothing. Right. They go to these mm-hmm. big state meets that they think is, like, the best thing in right. their state, and they perform phenomenally just because, hey, I went to nationals. Now I'm at state? This is nothing. Right. Right. So that's a cool thing we've seen with just just a couple kids that, that are really dedicated, and it's... And you can just see the confidence in the kids, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so, you know... I think one thing that I keep trying to uh, put out there with the podcast is like, it's amazing too that, you know, from what you guys are describing, it's an area that maybe is not like super pole vault, Mm -hmm. but you can see an area grow and develop. Like I even know when I first started coaching in New Jersey, you know, there weren't a lot of clubs at first. And I mean, as a boy, you could win States with like 13, six, 14 sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like now forget about it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's booming. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't have like a 17 footer in New Jersey, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's way more competitive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 13, six, 14 gets you like, okay, you can play a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It just gets you there. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to place and stuff like that, you got, you got to go higher, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, but seeing the evolution, uh, you know, and, I mean, oh my goodness, even if we had a couple, let's say like 14 foot guys back when I first started coaching, when you would look at the rest of the field, there would be like one 13, six, 14 guy. And then it was like, there are guys placing at state groups, which would go to meet champs mm-hmm. with like 11, you know what I mean? And now it's like, no, like you, you gotta be fighting for the, for those spots. Yeah. And it's great to see, you know, it develop in an area. Absolutely. I mean, 
Yeah, Minnesota is just a weird context, just because of the amount of time we have and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it it definitely is a lot of fun in our area because we are shifting mm-hmm. towards that mindset, like we've been saying. And I guess a little more background for Minnesota. Our girls only started vaulting, I think it was 97, 98. So mm-hmm. they haven't been around quite as long. It kind mm-hmm. of moved in the same time Stacy and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. jumped at the Olympics. Uh, but then our, they have been really competitive. Like mm-hmm. our state record for girls right now is 13 feet, 11 inches. Right. Which is pretty dang solid. Yeah, yeah. But then when you look at the guy's side, it's pretty weak. We've only had maybe a handful of guys over 16, and our record yeah. is 16-1. Right. So <laughs> right. it's not as competitive, but, like, the majority of our guys are between 14-6 and 15-6. Right. Well, mm-hmm. y- you know what's something that I think about on the, on the guy side? Because I think it's very interesting. I think where on the girl side... I feel like almost all the sports are kind of on an even playing field. There's mm-hmm. no, like, one female sport that stands out, like, every girl wants right. to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, on the guys, and I, I know we were sitting in on the presentation about pole carries and, mm-hmm. and runway speed yes. and, you know, the run approach. And I think it was a great presentation. Totally agree with it. you got to have a high pole carry and a progressive drop. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely valuable. But they were saying, like, their concern is, like, the reason we're not having as many 19-foot guys is because of this. I think the major problem is we're competing for athletes on the men's side with football, mm-hmm. baseball, and basketball, which are such major sports. Mm-hmm. And then even in some areas, I don't know about you guys, but in the Northeast, it's like lacrosse is popping up a lot mm-hmm. now too. That's so we bigger. lose, yeah, we lose guys to lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And so then even like, and then you know how it is. <laughs> the best guy who makes that is on the track team is not pole vaulting typically. No, you know, it's it's going to other events, and so in the pole vault, we're, we're not getting the the level of athlete that we need to jump those bars. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, just want to be clear. I mean, I as a coach love coaching anybody, but when we start to talk about those right. heights, yeah. you, it takes a certain athlete mm-hmm. to jump the, those heights. You know, I mean, looking at some of the top guys that jumped this weekend, I mean. You're not looking at any of them and going, oh, you know, I don't know if they could be a sprinter in high school. I mean, they're, they're studs. They're you know? monsters. You know, they're yeah, coming down yeah. the r- runway. They look jacked. They're tall. I mean, they're the bill. Right, right, they're right. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I guess uh, to kind of, you know, go back to the, the Reno thing. Yeah. Um, how many times have you guys been to Reno? This, this first, this first, first time. time. First time. So let me ask you, what do you guys think? How, what, what was the experience for you guys? What what maybe even led you guys to come out to Reno? What what made the choice for you guys? It's kind of that bucket list thing. Yeah, we've okay. always wanted to. Just yep. never, never stars didn't align. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, well, we originally weren't actually planning on coming this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started asking kids who's interested. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said, we're interested. Yeah, a couple of people said they were already signed up. And we were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe we should go. So that kind of propelled us into going. Maybe we should go there and coach them. But so far, experiences have been, it's long, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very tiring. But it's it's a lot of pole which is fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Like, it's a great experience. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys think of last night with the elite competitions? That was some wild... Athletes out there. <laughs> Yo, I, 
I mean, I know Sandre didn't jump super high, yes. but oh my god, his warm up when he was doing like the uh, you know, yeah, backflips over the bungee, I was like, whoa, this guy's going nuts! Like it was, it was crazy. And what I couldn't believe because I actually, I think I, the last time I, co- I came out to Reno was like 2013 or 14. Okay. But it's like the fact that they had like an A and B pit for the elites. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, like this is an unbelievable collection of athleticism. And, That's yep. pretty, yeah. and I have to say, I thought Katie Najat looked amazing. She looked super and fast she's last ready night. To yeah. Blow up, I think. And like, I, it may not happen last night, but it's coming. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> felt like too, she had that like look of an assassin on the runway. <laughs> like she was, she was all business. Like that, that was awesome. Like I, I thought she, she looked great. Um, but it, it, you know, to me, I think I, I can't imagine your kids probably were like, Melting, well, we we right. got front row pit yeah. one, made mm-hmm. sure they were right there, ready to go yeah. and watch it all. So, but <laughs> one thing I really liked, kind of going off of what you said, having the four pits of elites, yeah. it's like pole vault is one of those events where there's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. But when you have four event or four pits going, there's not a lot of downtime. yeah. It's like fast, fast action. Yeah. It's like oh, did it's you see that? Too much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard oh, to catch man. it all. Yeah, it really is, but it's 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 a blast. I mean, yeah, our kids were having a blast too. It's it's so cool to see. Just, I mean, they did say like when Baptiste was going yeah. with the skateboard. I mean, he was going for twenty feet. Granted, he didn't make it, but yeah. like. How many people ever see a 20-foot jump? Right, it's right, so right. Yeah, they, they had... So for those of you listening that don't know what we're talking about, so uh, there's this French vaulter, Baptiste, who he jumps on a skateboard, motorized right. skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy. He's jumped, like, YouTube the it. world record yep. on, on a skateboard, and he jumped last night. Although he did have some trouble in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There was some sketchy stuff in the beginning. I was like, oh, I don't know. This guy's trying yeah. a little too hard right now. See, somebody bail on a normal yeah. ball, watching yeah. bail on a skateboard. Yeah, it was a little... Ball bit different no injuries Um, yeah yeah everybody was fine but um but yeah i mean i I don't know to me it's funny so i've been to a bunch of summits i don't remember how many now but (laughs) it could easily become for a coach i can tell it's like something that like you said it's like it's a long day it's tiring oh my god the travel this and that but looking at kids who come for the first time like Mm -hmm. um there's a kid hunter from california that follows me on instagram and it was his first reno he also like unbelievable day he like triple pr jumped oh my gosh like yeah and then he (laughs) got like autographs from everybody pictures and i mean (laughs) yeah like i'm like that that is like as a coach you have to always remember it's like yeah maybe it ends up being your 10th time at reno but it's like for your kid it's for it's gonna yeah it's for them and it's amazing and you gotta be pumped for them you know what i mean and uh, look for people out there that maybe don't post so much on social media if you have a club i think you you have to post Mm -hmm. i think it's so important to get Mm -hmm. your name out there because one of the things that I just thought was so amazing this weekend was like meeting a bunch of people. Like I met you guys, yeah. met other people yeah. that DM with me. I had a bunch of random people that like really like I maybe they just didn't want to bother me or whatever, <laughs> but they just they stopped by. I was like, hey, I just want to say I love the podcast. You know, so little things like that where I was like, that's freaking 
awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, and it's so amazing now with social media how we can all connect. Mm-hmm. And it really, yeah. I think, makes a community that much stronger uh, because instead of, you know, half the time, like, I, I know for me, it was like, you're trying to, like, reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, even the early <laughs> 2000s, like, Instagram wasn't around. There there was Pull Power, which was yeah. awesome. Right, yep. And I would do a bunch of research on there. But, you know, it's like, now I feel like we have the ability to connect so much more, you know, and, and help each other out. It's, it's, I don't know. I just, for me, that has been the, the biggest thing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from this weekend. You know? I, I, I mean, I kind of had that realization this weekend too. I, like mm-hmm. we saw you and we're like, yeah, that's totally him. We got to go talk to him. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. But even on like a smaller level, like what we're doing, social mm-hmm. media has been huge just to connect mm-hmm. the parents and have them in the loop and to yeah, understand what our yeah. goals are and what we're trying to achieve. And the kids love it when you talk about them. Right. Like it pumps oh, them up. Goodness. I, yeah. we had a kid a couple weeks ago who like, he's worked really hard. His belt was a mess. And we worked with him for about five months, and he was it a double PI? Double PI. Like he was pretty consistent around nine six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at one point in last year's season, he jumped like ten and a half, like once. Mm-hmm. And then he jumped at eleven and a half. Wow. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. a fourteen foot pole, which was like huge. huge for yeah, 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 <laughs> it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh! But we yeah. posted about it, right? And. I can't tell you how many people shared it and yeah, liked yeah. it. And, like, I swear his entire family commented. It was awesome. Right. I was just yeah. like, it gave me goosebumps, though. I was just like, this is what it's about. Like, this kid's day is made. And his mom said he did not stop smiling for, like, a week. It was the coolest thing ever. I was so pumped about that. Yeah, I, I mean... It- that it's it's amazing how much social media can help amplify that stuff. You yeah. know, it's like where you know I'll get kids sometimes that are beginners haven't been to the club that often, but they just get that drill for the first time. I'll post that, yeah, and those kids are like geeked out, yeah. like they love it. You know, and and the thing is, like for me, it's I'm really proud of it yeah. too. Like oh, it's yeah. great to see that. You know, um, the the other thing too, you mentioned like the parents, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I love too is because we can connect with the parents in a way where they understand what we're trying mm-hmm. to do at practice, what we're trying to do with the jump so that they can understand. Like sometimes it's even something silly. It's like, I don't know. You were jumping fine. And then you guys switched a pole and didn't, you didn't clear. Why do you guys switch poles? Just use the same one. It's lucky. You know, it's like, but now by using social media, you can help people understand like why you do the things mm-hmm. that you do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Something that makes a big I difference. Mean, for our club, Esther is the one that's done all of our social media. Okay. I mean... So Matt's got to step it up and help you. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes some more pictures for me. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, I mean, it's really helped our club. I mean, just to spread the word and, like, just get people seeing, like, what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're trying to build more of an educational piece to it. Yes. Just yeah. like you have been. And that's something we're really kind of gearing towards you know, education, posting, you know, PRs and just like updates all the time. Right. And look, it could be something as simple as like, okay, like, Hey, really bad weather. We're going to cancel tomorrow. That helps so much and stuff like that. Then also, you know, like coming here to the summit again, I literally like, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. Like the fact that people have been coming up to me and wanting to talk to me, I'm like, dude, I'm just a regular guy, you know? (laughs) Um, but it's like, the, the thing is, though, locally, though, you can kind of grow your name where, mm-hmm. you know, you never know how much you could help somebody. You might end up right. at States mm-hmm. and some coaches walk up to you guys and like, oh, my God, thank you for posting that drill. Mm-hmm. Like, I was having so much trouble with my kids. And, you know, one, that's awesome because now you're going to connect with that coach because mm-hmm. I've even seen that. 
because how much I post on social media and the stuff that I put on my website, like even today, a local coach called me who wants to bring his kids in, you know, and it's like, they feel more comfortable because they actually mm-hmm. know what we right. do. You know what I mean? It's not like a mm-hmm. question mark of like, like you said, is it just an open pit and mm-hmm. like you do whatever you want? Like what actually goes on at your club? Now people kind of get a way to right. get to know you before they even talk to you, you know? Yeah. That's huge. One of the nice things that Esther did not too long ago, uh, we have a lot of, Minnesota split up into two divisions. So there's single A schools and double A schools. And, it's basically, and that's the size of school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's enrollment yeah. size. And, the biggest problem with single A schools is they don't have the equipment or the coaches right. or anything like that. So they're or always the athletes. They're yeah. usually minuscule yeah. pickings. Yeah, yeah. It's even smaller for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're in some ways desperate for mm-hmm. the help. Right. And the other day through Instagram, Esther was just putting up questions like, "Hey, mm-hmm. what do you guys want to know?" Right. And we got a lot of kids just kind of asking us simple questions like right 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 how do i do this how do i do that and yeah it was yeah. just kind of nice to i mean she geeks out on it she loves doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah, but, yeah yeah i mean it, it you're was, talking to me i'm yeah. helping yay well, yeah i you know and and you know what's so funny i i was talking about this the other day with someone is you know when you talk to certain people you realize that one of the best things in life is feeling needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes like you talk to an older person that's like really not happy. It's because like they don't feel needed. Mm-hmm. Like I know, for example, I'm going to use an example from my family. My mom, before my brother had his, his sons, my nephews, like, you know, me and my brother, it's still our mom. You know, we love her and mm-hmm. we need her, but not like when you're a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're bro- grown adults. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and my mom, you could tell she was like getting a little bit sad when the nephews came. And she now had these two, two little ones again. Like she is lit up. Like even sometimes she'll complain. Fifteen years younger. Yeah, she, she'll sometimes complain, but she is super pumped, you know. And and so the thing is, like feeling needed, it, it makes you feel so good. Like mm-hmm. so, like you said, you know, just something simple on Instagram, like hey, ask any poll question you want, mm-hmm. and people actually having questions and wanting to know your opinion, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I I one time heard um, this powerlifter Dave Tate. He owns the company Elite FTS. They they make equipment. He goes, listen. He goes, sometimes I'll get uh, an email or someone will text me, but oh my God, like these freaking people, they ask the same question all the time. He goes, hey, in the age of Google, where people can (laughs) Google it, this person prefers to ask you the question. Mm Mm-hmm. Be grateful. And that and that's mm-hmm. the thing. I, I think for, for coaches, it's like that's – I'm grateful for social media because it allows us to kind of connect and help answer each other's questions, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It just takes it to the next level because I, I know – I think people don't realize how different it was maybe even like just 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know. So true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Like carrying around actual cameras. You guys remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and do you remember, like, having to buy a new camera every once in a while? Because they get wrecked. You bring them to track you meets. It rains. Charger, you yeah. Can. You have to, like, yeah. And then, oh, my God. Like, remember converting it? I was going to make DVDs or yes. something. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it was a pain in the ass. It was. You know what I mean? And then trying to find information. There was a couple websites. Yeah. You, know, you could buy a beginner to Bupka, but yeah. actually connect. Connecting with someone and like being able to like, hey, like, how do you actually do this drill that you talk about? You know what I mean? Like, that was like impossible. Yeah, you know, it was so hard. I mean, for me, it was connecting with Alan Launder through Pole Vault Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
Like, I had so many questions. Until, yeah, until you sat down with him in person. That's still, yeah. like, 20 question marks in your head. You yeah, know? I mean, I read the book, I messaged him on Polo Power, and then I was still like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> right. There's so many things I need to ask him. So what I did is I just went out to a clinic. I drove all the way out there, right. sat down in the clinic, and then I had my opportunity. And asked a million questions. Yes, asked a million questions. <laughs> well, but it, it's it's funny that you bring that up, you know. Um, I remember one time on Public Power, Alan Launder posted, like, there was an internship opportunity at a Slippery Rock camp, right? And so that's like a five-hour drive for me, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to pay $500 if you get selected, mm-hmm. and you get to, like, help out at this camp and, you know, spend the weekend with Alan. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'll pay for Sorry. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay $500, uh, you know, to go hang out with Alan Launder. Like, I don't care, right? So I send in my thing. I get an email from Alan. He's like, uh, well, not enough people applied for this. We're going to actually pay you $500 to come out here. And I'm like, yeah, like that. Like, all right. Like, that's obviously, like, amazing. But I was just like, I couldn't believe how many people were not taking the opportunities. Yeah. And, just to learn. Yeah, and... and that's why, I, like, I, my big thing, I'm, I'm hoping that more people will try to take opportunities like this because I think yeah. hopefully through social media you can see that there's a lot of people out there that do want to help. They do want to yeah. talk to people. You know, what, what were you going to say something? Oh, no, I just had a funny side note. Was that an I, Alan comment? No, no, oh, okay. no, 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 but <laughs> the year I went out to see him was 2009, mm-hmm. and uh, as an example at the clinic, mm-hmm. a coach brought one of his athletes. That okay. athlete was Sandy Morris. Oh my god, that's amazing. She was a senior in high school at that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, she she was there at the clinic and Alan was helping her at that time. And Matt was probably like, oh, she's never gonna jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really gotta fix that 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 one part, you know? <laughs> but it was cool just to like see her there and then all of a sudden, woo, where where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. It, it it is amazing to see like where certain athletes end up, you know, and that it's, it's funny because like, you know, when you, we were just talking about coaching post collegiates and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And a lot of it, like, you know, everybody loves to talk technique or training, but it's like a lot of it just comes down to like, how long can you actually do this? Mm -hmm. You know, at a serious level, because you know, when life gets in the way, you know, full-time job, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, Mm -hmm. wife, kids, you know, it's like, man, there's like, you know, you have to be able to juggle, mm-hmm. you know, all, all of that. I know, you know we haven't had a ton of people in Minnesota take that route, but, like, the few that we've been around for, like, they just get burnt out, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they just can't do it anymore, which yeah. I totally get. Like, that's a lot. Like, yeah. I, I tried to keep vaulting just for fun, and it's, like, brutal. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and one, I think what helps or will help is like a club like yours right, yeah, and a nah. club system where people have somewhere to train support. Yeah. And yeah. people have like coaches that want to go to meets and yep. you know, all that kind of thing. I think that helps tremendously. And, um, you know, something that, that I kind of said to somebody on the bus ride back from livestock arena is like, you know, look, if you really like love something mm-hmm. you're happy, it makes you happy. The thing you have to remember, it's not always going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Like I, the example I gave was like a relationship. Like, even when you love someone so much, and I don't know you guys so well, but I'm going to assume that you guys really love each other a lot since you're married, right? But it's like, I'm sure there are some mornings that Esther wakes up and goes, you know, I could really punch him in the face right now. 
You know what I mean? Like oh, right yeah. before he wakes up. So it's not every day. Every day doesn't feel like your honeymoon, right? You know what I mean? You have tough times. You don't go out and get a divorce right away. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it's like that's the same thing with like pole vaulting post collegiately. It's like people have to understand. It's like you're gonna have bad days. You mm-hmm. might know height at Reno. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had two guys know height today. You know, and that's just. That's just kind of part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, but if it's something that you love, it's something that you want to keep doing, you mm-hmm. have to be able to stomach the bad days, mm-hmm. you know? Because sometimes we get spoiled, especially like, especially when you're you're dealing with ki- uh, kids who are jumping in high school, they PR so quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, lo- I love the kids who are like, dude, I haven't PR'd in like six months. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you should go talk to a post-collegiate then. <laughs> Six months? That's like two days. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? Oh, gosh, yeah. Long haul, uh, but kind of tying it in with Reno, um, mm-hmm. so we have a young athlete. Her name is Julia Fixon. She's was part of the elite group for high schoolers. Kind of, she didn't jump that high because she's dealing with injuries right now. Mm-hmm. But um, what it allowed us to do is we attended a couple of the national coaches Mm-hmm. Like meetings, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big things that <laughs> exactly they were talking, where my mind went too. Yeah, one of the things they were talking about is coach athlete relationships mm-hmm. and just kind of mentality overall. Yeah, and yeah, it's it. There's a lot of stuff that they give, but I'm losing my train of thought now. But <laughs> growth mindset, growth mindset versus <laughs> fixed mindset, right? And just kind of like moving on. Yeah, and, being able to handle failure. Yeah, was one yeah. of the things. Exactly. Yeah. And what was the little quote that they had? Like the joke. Uh, have a good shitty day. Yeah, have a have good, a good shitty I, day. I told it to one of our kids today, and yeah. hey, after I said that, she tied her PI. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're having a good shitty day. High five. Yeah. Well, it was awesome. Well, you know, here here's the thing, too. I feel like sometimes people get so caught up on, like, I have to have a good day, right? Yeah, exactly. To justify exactly practicing, to yeah. justify going to this meet, yeah. right? And, you know, even one of my one of my post-collegiates, he talked to me. He said, oh, my God, I came all this way, and I feel you, you right. came out all this way. I'm like, listen. That's okay. I know, I know this for I've been doing this for a yeah, while. I know bad days might happen, you know? Yeah. And and the thing is, like, if you get paralyzed by failure, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I can't mess up, that's mm-hmm. really going to halt progress. Absolutely. The yeah. thing is, you have to accept that there's going to be mishaps along the way. There's, there's going to be tough days. Mm-hmm. If you can stomach that and just keep going and make mm-hmm. progress, well, that's how long-term I you think, get better. I think that's, like, failing, even plateauing for a while is inevitable. When right. you're working on stuff too, like when you're changing stuff, it's it's gonna be a downhill for a little bit before you can go back up and beyond where you were before. Like, and that's something I think a lot of kids struggle with once yeah. they do start to plateau. Yeah, because like there's always gonna be something you can work on. Nobody has a yeah. perfect vault. Even Bubka had stuff he could work on. Right, and you, you know what was funny, and I'm gonna probably DM him, but I, I was talking about this too. Is like, you know, it's almost tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll use Katie Najah as an example. She had an amazing day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like if you interview her now, dude, everything's going right. Everything's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. But what's even more important is talking to the person where it's not going right and right. how they get through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've always found valuable is hearing about athletes who've made it through the other side, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like everyone's vulnerable. And, and it was funny. Um, today I went to go do a workout in the fitness center and I bump into Incencio. He was one of Renault's old coaches. He coaches Team China now. And the he had a female vaulter jumping yesterday. I forget her name. But, you know, she looked good over the first bar. And I said, hey, you know, you guys look great. You know, mm-hmm. love the runway work. I really, I think Incencio does an amazing job on people's runways. They're super fast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
you know, he looked really sad and he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it could have been better. You know, she, yeah. we, we, she started cramping up, her calves were cramping up. Oh. And so that, that bothered her. And, and then he started talking about, he's like, look, like I, I let her stay on the, the pole that she put her open bar with, but I feel like we should have went up and, mm. you know, and it was so funny. It's like, okay, this is the team China coach. Yeah. He's a professional coach. And that's literally probably a conversation every pole vault coach has right. had after a tough day. It's like, you know, we stayed on the small like, pole and we went up and we should have went up earlier. <laughs> or sometimes it's the flip side. You're like, right. I went up too early. You know, it's like, that's yeah. the game we play. Yep. That's the game we play. And it's, it's so nice to hear from someone that this happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not you too complex. I mean? Yeah. And so like going back to like have a good shitty day. Oh, that there was you so go. Yeah. You, you have to have a good shitty day. It's like, that's okay. You know, it's a learning experience and you, you move on to the, to the, to the next practice, to the next meet and, and you keep building from there, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have somewhere to go. I hope you guys are still coming. That's the plan. Um, <laughs> so I, I hate to cut this podcast short. It's only 35 minutes. Usually they go a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but I think this was awesome. I'm so glad you guys were able to do the podcast. Um, yeah, how could fun. people find you on social media? Oh, I've been pointed to. <laughs> uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook, and we also have our own website that is posted on our Instagram. It is Flygles Flyers. Uh, F L E I G L E S F L Y E R S. Yeah, uh, yeah we're out there. That's our handle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, our, okay. our website is flagglesflyers at blogspot.com. Okay, yeah. cool. And it's on our Instagram too. So. Yeah, yeah. And Let's so. Us, uh, we're in the Midwest. Yeah, so especially if you're in Minnesota looking for people to jump with. Here you go, guys. We're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Definitely uh, going to do another one soon. I know it's been a few weeks. Um, thank you for listening. Remember, we're at The Real Apex Vaulting on Instagram, Apex Vaulting on Facebook, Snapchat, um, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, you guys are here hear from us soon.